when you live in rural Australia and wouldn't live anywhere else, you'll hear how Maz of Maz Lifestyle goes about her busy life, battling the elements and finding time to sew. We think Maz is the type of person you want as your neighbour. You're listening to Sew Organised Style, produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, and Anne Wally, the Pattern Whisperer. Maz gives her time and energy to her community in Corinda, so you'll hear how they celebrate Bowie each year at the Corinda Pub. She's a Cosy Confidence Ambassador and proud of it. There are many funny stories in this podcast, but also many stories about how the local community comes together to help their neighbours in times of need. Let's listen to Maz now. This is the first time I've met you and I'm so honoured that you're on our show. What oh, I will God. do... <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't happen every day, right? Oh, thank you. I feel honoured, not you. <laughs> oh, tell me about Cosy Confidence because you had my attention when I saw those beautiful bathers. Tell me about the adventures that you have being a swimsuit model and what it's done for your confidence and for the people that have seen you and the other ladies in those amazing swimsuits? Well, it's a lot of fun. I applied to be a Cosy Confidence Ambassador three years ago, only because I felt I was just not seeing my age and demographics being represented on social media. And mm-hmm. you always see the, these young size 10, 12 women, but there was no one really representing my age. And I just thought, well, I'll give it a crack. So I applied and was lucky enough that I was accepted by Anita, who is the founder of the movement from Sequence and Sand. And that has just created the most wonderful, loving friendship that I've had with her over the last three years and the, the other ladies. And we have so much fun. And my confidence grows every year. Things I thought I would never do to get me in a swimsuit and stand there and be photographed on a beach. It's just the most exhilarating feeling not to have anybody in securities, not to worry that somebody might see me with my towel off. But it all comes down to having the right pair of swimmers that make you feel comfortable and confident within your own skin. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because Anita, who runs Sequence and Sands, that's her mission is to give women the confidence to find a pair of swimmers to be able to live their lives again in summer with their families. And that is such an important message and why I'm so happy to be part of it. Well, you've just changed the whole, the whole game. There's so much to those ads, the pictures, the women. You're not sitting there looking as if you're sad because most models do, don't they? They've got to look cool mm-hmm. and they've got to be really serious. But it looks like they're real heard, women, Anne. They're real and they're having too much fun. Yep. And that's what it's all about. And that's why I was so glad to be picked because I'm, as you know, if you follow me, I'm all about keeping it real. I'm not paid for my posts. I'm not paid or being anything I promote is any is more about what I feel as a person and what I think might help somebody else out. And to be part of it and know that the reason behind it is to help women, not to get them to buy a pair of swimmers because that's what they sell. There's more to it. It's real women in real swimwear and they're just normal, average people like you, I and anybody out there. Yeah, and it's just real women. And I'm 56, I'm a 16, 18, and I just feel that I'm not represented on social media or in, or in media campaigns. So I just 
thought, well, I'll give it a crack and see if I can get the job. And I did. And I've been with them for three years. And every year is just bigger and better than the last. Prior to doing Cosy Confidence, how did you feel at the start of summer when it came to going to the beach? What did you feel at that time? Before I became a Cosy Confidence crew member, it was, I remember, I put a post up. It was the beginning of January. It was after Christmas mm-hmm. and it was the heaviest weight that I had ever been. I was 100 kilos and I felt, well, and I thought, you know, there's a lot of women like me in the same boat that, you know, are my age, they're going through menopause. They're on the other side of it like me. I've had four children and I just, I thought, you know what, I want to feel good about myself and not feel like I have to wear a sarong. I want to be able to dive in the pool with my kids. And I put up this post and I have been slowly getting to where I want to be with my health and my weight. But I thought, I just posted a photo of myself in my swimmers. My daughter took the photo. We've got a pool here. And I just said, you know what? I'm 100 kilos, but that doesn't mean I have to stop living my life. That doesn't mean I can't be with my family and my children and dive into the pool and feel like I've got to have the towel at the edge of the pool when I get out so nobody can see me. And that was a turning point for me, posting that one photo. Wow. Um, And I think I got... I think it was one of my biggest posts that I got feedback on and comments that everybody, there were quite a lot of women that felt the same. And I think that's where Anita, I first got onto the Cosy Confidence thing because she saw my post and commented on it. And then I thought, wow, what's this Cosy Confidence thing? And that's how that all came about because I had a look and read what it was all about. And I thought, wow, this is something that I could hopefully help some other women with. But can I just say, I remember that photo and I remember Mm. that you then went on a holiday and you popped in to Brisbane along the way so that you could get a couple of swimsuits for this trip to Hawaii, was it? Was it Hawaii? And so that's like you wear your bathers the whole holiday virtually. And I all I could see were these glamorous yep. photos of you, your husband taking lovely shots of you happily, of course, and you had an amazing holiday. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was he, amazing. He was bribed, I can tell you, because I'm a one-man band, as you know. I have a couple of nails on some trees down my driveway <laughs> that I hang my phone on that I take a lot of my photos, like, myself. The odd occasion I can get one of my children to take a photo if we're going somewhere, but generally they go, oh, here she goes again. Just stand over there, Mum, and usually it's, like, out of focus. Or, But he was so good because he knew I was really passionate about when I got the swimmers off Anita. We actually called in, I met her for the first time and got the swimmers and tried them on, and I just felt absolutely amazing in them. The ones I got back then are some of my favourite pairs because she just knows how to choose what suits women. And yes. um, and he happily took them because he knew I was so passionate about it. But, yeah, not always. <laughs> but what, what are different holiday mares that you've had? Because if you didn't do that, if you didn't take that on board and take that photo and say, I'm not missing out on life because of my weight or how big I am or I'm just going to have my life and taking your life back and instead of meeting certain criteria that who on earth cares about that criteria at the end of the day when it's in affecting you exactly and that holiday because it was 
we've since been back twice since that holiday with our family. We took all the kids and grandkids on a holiday last year because it was my youngest 21st. Mm-hmm. But that holiday, I can remember still. So it was one of the best holidays we've ever had. And we've been married 33 years. But yeah. it was diving off boats out in the ocean in my coffees and, you know, jumping off the top of a bow of a boat into the, the ocean out in the middle of nowhere. With women and men, we were on a sailing boat and we'd gone out... And there were women, and I just looked at these poor women sitting on this boat, and they were just all huddled up with a towel. And I was there, and I had these great cozies on. And I've got this video, and I'm there on the bow of the boat. I dived off. I got into the ocean. I did it twice, and I thought, "Wow, that's so good!" Like I loved it. And these women, there was about two of them. They were in a group. There might have been three, and similar ages and they didn't do any of the activities like we were snorkeling and they just you know didn't want to get wet and um and I just thought oh you just I wish you could have had an ounce of the experience that I've just experienced during this beautiful tropical paradise I've jumped off the bow of a boat into the beautiful Pacific Ocean that's just so crystal blue that I could see you know the most amazing fish and oh my god I just got so alive and they're just like sitting there with a towel around them. I'm thinking, I just wanted to shake them. <laughs> but anyway. Tell us about the calendar, the swimsuit calendar. The beach to bush calendar. Yeah, so Anita and I have forged this lovely um, friendship connection through Cosy Confidence. Mm. And she's always, ha- always had a vision that she wanted to bring Cosy Confidence to the bush. So we came up with an idea of doing a beach to bush batch where she would come down we'd have a ladies day mm-hmm. um we decided to put on a day which they could become we'd got beauticians and massage therapists and we catered for the event and anita came down with her swimwear and clothing and we put on a fashion parade and the sewing group who were doing it were going to be the models for the day so we we're at sewing one day organizing the food and what we we're going to do and then you know all the swimmers arrived because she'd sent them down earlier so we could try them on and see who was wearing what for the fashion parade and then one of the ladies piped up tony and said well look why we've got all these swimmers we should do a calendar and we all looked at each other and went what she said for the drought you know and then once we actually stopped and thought about it we said oh I'll give it a crack so <laughs> That's how the idea was hatched at sewing one day. So then within a matter of a week, I'd rung Anita and said, look, what do you reckon? Do you think it's doable? And she was on board 100% as soon as we we talked about it. And then um, it was a race because this was September. And as you know, calendars have to be printed and everything can be at the printer's by the end of October, basically. And so we were like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> and so we were lucky that one of our, our dear friends is a photographer, so we got Sue to do the photographic side of it. Then we had to source locations, and it was a huge effort, but so much fun, like um, between feeding stock, working, because a lot of the other women in the sewing group have day jobs as well as on the farm, teachers and nurses and what have you. But we pulled it off, and it was so much fun. Like, it took us about a month to do the photos because not everybody we just had to sort of try and schedule it when everybody could be there and especially when sue could and even just getting the swimmers down because we needed so many more pairs of swimmers to do the calendar mm-hmm. but even 89 year old pat who's rest of soul yeah. passed away a couple of weeks ago she came on board and we had sunday telegraph did a story on us the new idea or no woman's day came right. out or not came out 
that did a story on us. And um, I think we raised over $10,000. Yeah, come together with that one. We found a great friend of Anita's who was a printer, helped us out, and yeah. But the best part is Pat's in that calendar forever. Yep, yep, yep. Timely. So, yeah, and to think that she had the opportunity to do that if we'd have known, you know, that this was going to happen. But, um, and she was so funny. God, she was so funny. <laughs> I think you, your community is the most amazing community. I love reading about your get-togethers and I, I can even imagine how long does it take from your house to the community? How many miles, how many, how many minutes does it take to actually drive to a place where you meet other people? Well, Corinda, which is like my little town, which only has a population of about oh, 30 on a good day, yeah, 30 people. That's a good day. <laughs> I'm about five or six kilometres from Corinda, but to an actual town where I do my grocery shopping, Walgett's about 85 kilometres and oh. Canamble is 100, 100 kilometres where I do my shopping because, as you know, the Walgett supermarket burnt down a few months oh. back. We only, mm. just, we only just had that brand new supermarket built after it burnt down before beautiful big new supermarket oh my god we were so so excited and it was lovely and then it burnt down about six oh no four months ago i think it burnt down mm. um so we have to go to canam well there's a little bit of a shop but not like i do my shopping once a fortnight so i need to go somewhere where i can get everything so about an hour to drive to the closest supermarket and you, you'd probably have to put some kind of cooling device in the car to bring the ice cream home wouldn't you man yep yes you do Corinda is on the map and that's because a very famous person came to do a film clip of a song and what was the name of that famous he. person? He, yeah. Yes, that would happen to be David Bowie. Ooh, one of my <laughs> and favorites. the song would be Let's Dance. <laughs> yeah, one of my favourites. So right. I, I think it's just the most fantastic news clip. I looked it up on Google and I put the link in for Maria. It's got the news broadcast and also a it shows David Bowie singing in that pub. And what's the name of the pub mm. that he was singing in? The Corinda Hotel. Ah. And what mm. happened recently? How did you celebrate? Was it 35 mm. years? I think it's 35. He did the film clip in 83. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it was 35. Filmed. Yeah. But we have, since his passing, we have a festival every year in, on the October long weekend. Oh. And um, as you can imagine, there's not many of us out here and the same people are generally on the same committees. And we're only a small bunch, but we put together a, a huge uh, long weekend full of activities and we get Jeff Duff, who's generally the fellow we get from Sydney, to uh, perform the Bowie, the Bowie Unzip tour he does. And it's absolutely fantastic. We get people from... We actually had UK visitors come over for it. Mm. We had people from Germany... Our little town. Well, I think we had 500 this year oh. attend. And because we don't have much in the way of accommodation, we have the glamping tents. You can you can hire them through, I think it's Nomad Tenting or Nomad Glamping Tents. We have those. But people just come and camp for oh. three days. Some people start arriving on the Wednesday and leave on the following Tuesday. And it's just oh. an awesome event. It really is. I feel like I want to go. Yeah, I'd love to be there. To put it on. I'd love to come and so would Maria. You I might think see so. us next year. 
I just make yeah, one of no, his it's outfits. Absolutely fantastic. And then um, on the Sunday we have a reenactment in the pub where Jeff Duff comes and actually stands in the same spot that David Bowie did the film clip and reenacts the song as the film clip was was done. It is the atmosphere in that hotel when that oh. is happening. If you could bottle it, it is just the most amazing feeling and the energy from the people that are all there because they're all there because they love Bowie. Yes. Or they're following Jeff Duff regardless. Even people that don't like Bowie come because it's such a great weekend. I think that sounds like a road trip to me, Maria. I think it does too. <laughs> that would be excellent because it was, so it was you, a really significant film clip about Australia when he yes, did it that. Was. Mm. And that was in the worst times of the drought and that's why he did it, isn't it? Yeah, and parts of China Girl were filmed here as well. It's some that's of the right. scenes in China Girl were filmed just out the road on the other side of town at a one of the local graziers place yeah so and and the funny thing is the only reason he came to corinda was one the the scouts that were looking for a location to do the film clip he was in coonabarabran which is mm. about oh, 250 k's from us and he was at a pub just talking having lunch to the public and he said oh look i'm trying to find they wanted a pub on a corner of four ways and it had to be a dirt, everything had to be dirt road. They didn't want Asheville. It had to be a corner hotel on a four-way intersection, but it had to be like dirt. And the guy said, oh, I know where there's a pub on a corner and, you know, four ways of dirt. He said, uh, the Corinda Hotel. And that's how they eventually came to Corinda to do the film clip. No one knew that he was even coming. The publican was told and they were told not to say anything. So when they came to do it, they needed extras to put in the film clip because most of the locals are extras in the film clip. We're all out working because nobody had told them that he was coming and a lot didn't even know who David Bowie was because, you know, they're old, older people. And <laughs> uh, my neighbour, Jude, was the only one who knew who it was. And, yeah, they had to ring around and get people to come in from out of town to, to be extras in the clip and drive oh. the truck around the corner in the opening scene. and. Oh. <laughs> That's How so, fantastic. It's so unheard mm. of to try and get a crowd. <laughs> it's amazing. Are you um, going to do some sewing questions, Maria? Yep. So I've got a couple of sewing questions because you talked about the sewing group. Yes. With all the work that you do and all the work that your friends do in having a full-time job, running families, having farms, do you get any time to really sew? When do you fit it in? We make time. We make time. Um, we schedule it. We try to meet once a month. There's a group of us and we're all friends and we're all sewers or we have an interest in craft, you know, some paint. I mean, I paint. A lot of them are patchwork people and we make time for it. Like we'll put an email out to everybody. We write a little group email and say, okay, who's up for sewing day, you know, and put a date out there. And everybody goes, yay, nay, or we, we suit you know, to get the majority. And we just make time, usually once a month. Mm -hmm. And we use that time to, it's so good for mental health because mm -hmm. can you imagine, you know, a lot of these women like me, I don't really go anywhere. I'm on farm all day because I'm, it's only hubby and I here at the moment. But it's just so good for your friendship, your connections, your mental health to be able to get with like-minded women who you mm -hmm. know and chat and so we all bring something to eat you know and at the end of it we'll have a glass of wine and talk about what's been happening in our lives and catch up and it's more than just sewing it, it is just 
connecting and recharging with each other and it's so important yeah that recharging is really especially Mm. with the amount of we don't you yeah from what you're going through we don't have restaurants we don't have movies we don't have any anything like that to go and Mm. have an outing if so to speak we've got the little corinda farway store but that's only opened on monday to fridays and it's just our way of of recharging and catching up and making sure that everyone's okay as well yeah excellent do you do things for specific yes. events yeah and what would they yes, be we're always doing so there's never enough months in the year to do everything we'd like to do mm-hmm. we every i think it's i'm not sure what month it is i think it's september we do the relay for life it's that cancer fundraiser and you know how most people do a a runathon or they walk or raise money well because where we live no one we've only got a racetrack out here which is dirt so we came up with this idea none of us are really keen walkers to do for 24 hours so we thought we'd do our own spin and do a -a sewathon for the relay for life and what we do is we come into the hall on a friday afternoon set up and we bring our swags in we, we go all out because we're there for 24 hours, so we want to be comfortable. And what we do is we sew continually. Someone has to be awake sewing for 24 hours and we make a quilt over that period of time and then that's raffled off and the proceeds go to the Cancer Foundation. Wow. But we also try and make it fun for us because it's all women and only women, but we invite women in the community and we put a dinner on that night. We all... We take it in turns every year to do it, but it's a beautiful sit-down dinner. And we take, because we want it to feel like home and we're going to be there for 24 hours, I mean, sometimes we should do 48 hours because we have so much fun. We take lounges in and coffee tables and rugs, armchairs, so that when you're not sewing, there's a chill-out zone. So this is all inside a big community hall, which is empty, which has nothing in it. But we take... (laughs) You know, it takes us nearly two days to set up for 24 hours. but And then we take, like, have a big screen for DVD so we'll, you know, lay up in chairs and watch a movie while someone's sewing and they'll yell out and say, okay, I've had enough. Whose who's go is it now? And <laughs> someone takes over and keeps sewing. So it's our little spin on, spin on the relay for life, but we just sew. Yeah, it is so much fun. And we have a bonfire outside that we'll, you know, stand around and... But we do, we invite all the women in the community to come and ha- even if they're not sewers, which we do have a lot of people that don't sew, they, they'll come in and have dinner with us and we sit down and have, I think last year we had about 26 women, but yeah. only about 10 of us were sewers. And they sat down, we had a beautiful candlelit meal, like we go all out when I'm saying oh. decorations, we go mm. all out. It's just lovely. It's just a way that we do that. And then we do the biggest morning tea plus... We do lots of different things. We cater for different events. We get a lot of car rallies come through. Wow, okay. You know, charity car rallies that come through and we cater for those as well. We do a lot of different things. We mm. get asked a lot to do it because I think we're just, we've done it so much we know what we're doing. It sounds like it's a very inclusive community and there's probably any neighbourhood, I don't know about you, Maria, or in my street, mm. I might have a few people around me. I make sure that I get to know the neighbours so they know me. And then once I get to know them, you know, that's great. But some people don't even have that where the neighbours 
want to know who's their next door neighbour. Mm. Sounds like you've got it all worked out in the country. I think that's oh, fantastic. I know all my I know all my neighbours in a nearly a hundred and fifty kilometre radius. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that in the city. That's for sure. Mine is, and actually, I know them a little bit further as well. But see, we've got two ways in all the homes. Like most people have a two way, which on a good day, if it's a really clear morning early mm. i can pick up over at the warrener which is nearly 150 kilometers away and if i need to talk to anybody on different farms we all have a set channel on our radios oh. so i'll just switch it to say channel 39 and i can get a neighbor who might be on a good day i can get up to 20 oh i can get a good day because i've got a really big antenna on the roof i can get up to 30 k's but i can get further if it's a really cr clear crisp morning you know, with Instagram, you've got a, a reach that's a lot further than that now, haven't you? What do you mean? Well, you've got followers who are inspired by you. And I'm going to actually mention that there was this one quote that you put down about sharing your time recently on your Instagram, which we we'll, might do a link to that. Yes. And you talked about how I've got time to listen to your problems i've got time to listen to you now because i'd rather spend this time with mm. you now than spending 15 minutes listening to the eulogy at yep. your funeral yeah so important and i I, I came across that i don't even remember where i saw it a lot of the thing like i said i'm a one-man band i mm. find my own content i write it i take my own photos I don't plan or schedule anything either like no. a lot of people say you've got a plan you've got a schedule and, and, and I'm not one of these die-hard bloggers. Like, I'd love to blog more, but I just don't have time. And I'd love to write more, but I just don't have time. Mm. So my posts, I'll see something that really inspires me or makes me stop and think in my tracks. And I go, wow. Yeah. It's like something's just hit me in the face. And I came across that the other day and I thought, oh, my God, how true is that? It is. And I thought, when I see things like that and it moves me, I think, well, if it moves me, hopefully it might move somebody else well it moved me maz and i can tell you that if you hadn't had put that post out there i might have missed out on hearing the story the other day after i'd seen it mm -hmm. and i was in not a really good place to listen but that reminded to listen because we're always too busy we've always yep. got too much yep. to do but at the end it's that you're going to spend 15 minutes listening to a story about someone who couldn't talk to you because you couldn't be reached. And that yep. conversation could have saved their you, lives. Yeah. Or that you did you couldn't be bothered to to sit there and listen, or this person that's important to you, mm. you know, you might get an inkling or a gut feeling that something's mm. just not quite right. Yes. And you think, oh, she'll be right, she's fine. It'll work. Or, out. He might be right, he's fine. Mm. But, but but they're not. It's something I'm always a big believer that if you get a gut feeling about something, there's generally something about that feeling that you should follow up on. I agree. So it's telling you something. You are relentless with that, with your recipes mm. to help us when we can't think. And I have to tell you, I could just eat your pictures of your dinner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You have the most delightful vibe about you. You are so creative. You've got your eyes on everything and 
Maria, ask about that hat, that hat that was made. I must say that, you know, I've dabbled in a little bit of millinery because sometimes I like to dabble in. And when I saw that photo, I just thought, I bet you any money that you've probably sourced everything, you've gone and done the sort of structure and then made sure that it all fit in together. Well. What's the real we story? Are so lucky. We are so lucky because we have a wonderful lady that comes to our little community, usually every year when we can get the funding. But Waltrad Reiner, she is mm -hmm. a milliner from Melbourne. But I know she was one of the founders and owners of Torben Reiner. Oh, in yes, Melbourne. yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've known her for five years. And, you know, we talk often, like, she's just a lovely, lovely lady. And so she generally comes to our little community once a year and we have a millinery where we make hats over a two-day period. And we've done that for a couple of years and I've got these hats that I've made. But I knew this year, because when we have our local races, mm. it's all voluntary. We never get to dress up. We, we're always working in the canteen. My husband runs the barbecue. But this year, we had some overseas visitors coming to stay and my family, my son was coming home for them. And I just went, you know what, this year, I'm not going to work. I'm going to actually go to the race with my family and these visitors and have a day at the races instead of working like I normally do. So I knew that about two months out. So I thought, wow, what am I going to wear? And I thought, I just want a hat because I love hats. Oh, yeah. And it's the races. You need so a hat. So I... Yeah, I'd sort of, you know, Googled some different styles and I knew Waltrad was coming up to do a course. So I got in contact with her and I said, look, and I sent her some photos and said, look, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think? So she had, she said, look, I'll bring some supplies up with me and we'll just, we'll have a go. And so I had, the, anyway, between her and I, she made, <sighs> helped me make it and, you know, the feathers and she just put oh. all these things up and said like, and I said, look, I... I'll go as wild and crazy as you will let me. <laughs> and she brought that block up, which we made the base of yes. the hat from. Yeah. And, and then we just played with feathers and I wanted something that was like tulle entwined oh. and, oh, look, I love it. And I just hope I get a chance to wear it again. And it was so funny because I didn't think I'd have a hope in Hella Willing the Millinery Award because, I mean, I just, yeah, I didn't. And, um, and then when I actually won it, it's funny wow. how some women aren't very good win are losers because there was one lady who won fashions in the field and she said to me, um, oh, you do realise that it should be felt for a winter hat, not straw. And I said, well, look, honey, I won. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my hat. <laughs> oh, it's a showstopper. Maz, I wanted mm. it as soon as I saw it. The photos that will be linked to oh, the yes. podcast. Oh, we're putting that one in for sure. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just love it. And it's it's in my wardrobe in a box ready for when it makes its next appearance. It's <laughs> so amazing. Oh, my gosh. So you've got your own web page. You've got Instagram. You do your stories. And I don't know if the listeners could be really even surprised to know that you also get fit by walking in the morning. You take music with you and you share your exercise time with us as well. And I have to tell you, I can't dance very well. I haven't got the groove, but Maz, when I'm watching you, I feel like I'm as cool as I could be. And you just bring it. You bring it nonstop. 
You are such an asset to the town and I'm sure the women who know you and that you know are also as amazing as you are. And is that why you got Maz as your nickname because your real name's Marion because Maz comes from amazing, is it? No, I don't even... It's funny, I had I lived on the Gold Coast for six years and I, um, I met this lovely lady that motivated the hell out of me to open up a business up there and follow my passion and I had my own interior shop for about six years. And she said, oh, and she just nicknamed me Maz. And oh. I'd, I'd never been called that until I met her. And it was so profound and, and stuck that I even called my business Maz Interiors. Wow. <laughs> oh, good. And that's, and, that's, and that's how that all came about. It was just this one person that called me that name that just stuck mm. and always has. And so I still have some very long, like, older friends that mm. still call me Marion. But, yeah, just Maz. That, even my husband's gotten used to it now. He just calls me Maz. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have to tell you that, your zest for life is infectious. And I always say to my husband, Bruce, look what Maz is up to now. And he says that Maz is a great Australian woman. You are. I don't know about that. I just, you know what? I just think life is too short. Yeah. And we compare ourselves so much with what other people are doing and, you know, try to compete and comparisons. And I just... <sighs> I just, I do my own thing and I do what makes me feel good. And if something comes of it and I can inspire somebody to maybe, especially at our age, we're not getting any younger. And there's so many people that it's just push, push, push to be the best of this and the best of that. And it's mm -hmm. not, that's not what it's all about. It's just about being happy and doing what you love. And if you can help someone along the way to maybe get up, have a go at something or try something, wear something, maybe go for a walk and they see me do my stupid moves and because I love music and the half the reason I dance is because the song comes on. I just can't help myself. <laughs> but yeah, I just think I'm not getting any younger and I don't feel old. That's my biggest problem. I still feel like I'm 35 <laughs> and doing the crazy things I was doing. My kids shake their heads. I swear. My kids go, Oh, she's at it again. <laughs> I'm sure they, they hate to check their Instagram feed of a morning because they'll be scared of what I've done or what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just love the fact that your dog actually dances with you. Yes. That's fabulous. It's just uplifting. It's lovely to be able just to go somewhere, have a few words just to help us through that each day. And, you know, before we get that cup of coffee that gets us through the rest of the day. And then the I'd, recipes, yeah. the words, the I'd inspiration. Love to, I'd love to have an ounce of what you have. Just an ounce because you just do oh, so much. You're part yeah, of so all, much. Sometimes I, I spend, um, I, I love my own company. I mean, I don't know whether that shows, but <laughs> I have some really, I, I have some really amazing friends that I could just ring, call, get in the car, drive over and have a coffee. But I do love my own time. And I think that's half the reason why I, I don't know whether I come up with ideas, but I just love being my own Self. And I think that's when you get your ideas. You don't. I don't need to be surrounded by people to to motivate me to do things. I just I go with my gut. You know, I might leave it like this morning. I had no idea I was going to do that thing. I was just going for a walk because I felt a bit. Oh, I haven't done it for a couple of days because we'd been away. Mm. And I thought I'd better get out there. And then this song came on. I went, Oh my god, this makes me feel so good. And I just yeah. wanted to dance. And I thought I'll stuff it. I just put the phone on the 
nail out on the nail, highway yeah. on the tree and press record and off I went. <laughs> but there's no one out there, Maz. You can do it. You oh. can dance. You know how it says that thing, dance as if no one's watching? Well, there isn't. Mm. Well, that, that's generally my motto because generally there isn't until a couple of years ago and I'll never forget this and it has stuck with me. So I'm always a little bit cautious. I remember I was walking. It's like because I have a, an area that I walk because I keep close to the house because of the snakes. I've got this track that I walk every day. But I had this song on. I'm dancing and grooving, had my phone turned, full bore earphones on and... I did a swirl, like I just did a big turn because it was, you know, how I was dancing. Yeah. And I looked up and here is a B-double train full of seed that he was dropping off to the silos behind me. And this guy <gasps> obviously had been sitting there watching me dance. I don't know for how long, but he wasn't there. It might have been two minutes. And I just wanted to die. I just waved and moved him through and said, hi. And I just... <laughs> I knew him, so he was laughing and I just said, don't you tell Peter. <laughs> but I've never forgotten that. And I have been caught out a couple of times where if I'm walking like near our front gate and someone's driving in and I've got my back to them, I'm, I'm very careful, but I've never forgotten that day. Oh, I was so embarrassed. Honestly, it sounds like but you made his day. I think I did. <laughs> I'm sure it was... I'm sure it was great topic of conversation at Smoker when he got back to the depot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what's on your sewing machine at the moment, Naz? What are you in the middle of making? We've been sewing this morning. One of my neighbours came over. We've been making a heap of quilts for the fire appeal. Yeah. We've got seven, and we're just putting the binding on the ones that we've done to send off this week. So we've been busily trying to get them all finished so we can get them in the mail to all these yeah. poor people that have lost everything with the fires. Mm, yeah. It's been a tough time. And what's the mm. dust storm? You got rain um, about a week or so ago. Was that right? Yeah, two weeks ago. We got two inches, which really, I mean, that sounds a lot. But yeah. for the conditions that we're dealing with out here, it really just settled the settled the dust and in our situation we're a cropping farm we don't yeah. the, the actual place where hubby manages where we live is mainly cropping so yeah. in that instance where you've got your paddocks ready to plant your crops or whatever you're going to put in them two inches only brings up weeds which oh. you have to manage because if you don't manage your weeds when you've got the opportunity to plant a crop they yeah. suck all the moisture out of the ground oh, of course you let your weed yeah, so he, yeah, you've basically got to spray because if you don't keep your weeds under control when you have the opportunity to get rain, if it does come, your, your, your land has to be clean so that when you're planting, you're not competing yeah, with the weeds that are going to take the moisture away from the crop. Oh. So, it's, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, you know. At least it's keeping the kangaroos off the front lawn because they've got something to pick at now. It's, it's horrendous, the amount of drought. How many just going on and on isn't it it's really mm. yep yep any Some more rain been in drought for up to six years <sighs> you know and i don't know how they keep going i really don't the relief that we've gotten through the different drought agencies for a lot have been fantastic with the, the bale of hay drops and things like that that's kept people going but a lot of people now have just destocked and they've just got their core breeding animals like cattle yeah. and sheep they're just sort of trying to keep those on without having to sell off so when times get a bit better they can start to build their flocks up yeah and see i only know about that because in the mornings i'll watch a bit of landline 
And so they've been featuring a lot of people who have told us who have got no idea what happens in the country, how they're managing. Mm. Mm. Yep. You know, like then you've got, you know, your ewes at the moment, it's lambing. So they're bringing all the lambs in that have been born and in paddocks and mustering all them up. So, you know, they're trying to to get as much in, but then once you do that, you sort of feed them. So, yes. Yeah. And the dust storms are just horrendous. Like, <sighs> oh, look, it's just, I'll just wipe this cupboard. <laughs> oh my I'm God. sitting at the desk in the office and it's like, yeah. and and that's everyday life at the moment yep yep but at the moment it's really smoky here today because there's fires in Narrabri apparently we've got a lot of smoke haze today which in comparison I think I'd rather the dust than the smoke Mm. yes it's it's very demoralizing and it's not like it's only been a year as you said it's been six years Mm. So having a community that is looking out for each other, care about each other and make sure that they catch up with people is very important because some days you think, oh, well, but then some days you wake up and you think, ah, no, not today. Mm. And they're the days that are the dangerous days. So it's great that you've got a great connection and everyone's keeping an eye out for each other because it can happen to anyone. No, we do. We do. We're very, very lucky. And generally, as the old saying goes, in a small community, generally people know about something to do with you before you know yourself. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yep. 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 Wow. They know the answer to the question before you've even been asked it. <laughs> wow. That's so Everybody good to knows know. everybody's business out here. You can't keep a secret for long out this way. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you wouldn't have to worry about gossip because everyone would know. So you no, wouldn't have to care about no. that. That's for sure. Everybody knows everybody else's business. <laughs> Which is great in a small town in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, and everybody gets on well. Everybody knows everybody. And like I said, we all look out for each other. We know when people are away. So everyone keeps an eye on their place. Mm. If someone's sick, you know, it's the same old thing you see in movies. The casseroles start turning up and, yeah. you know, there's someone there doing your washing and, and things like mm. that. So... It's a great community and I'm sure one day Maria and I, we, we might even go down there for that. Octo- What's the date in October where that all happens? With- um, I don't know what it is next year, but it's always on the October long weekend, which is yep. generally about the beginning of October. It was the 5th okay. of October this year, yep. um, but generally the beginning of October every year. Yes. Well, I think that sounds like a plan. It would oh, be it, Yes, awesome. it does. It does, yeah. I'm so thankful that you've been able to come on our podcast because the thing that I've wanted to be able to bring to people is what's happening across our country and the people who make it what it is. And, you know, you live in a really special community and someone like me who's lived in a city all her life has got no idea of what you go through. And I'm so pleased that you've brought your story to us today. Thank you. You know, I've lived in the city and I've lived in the country and when we had our six years at the Gold Coast because our children all went to boarding school up there and that's half the reason that we decided we'd we'd go up there and see, you know, how it was. After that period of time, I said to my husband, I just, i got to get out of here. I just couldn't handle it any longer. I loved it. I've got some great friends and still do up there, Mm. but 
I just knew I was a country girl. I yeah. wasn't a city girl. And, and as soon as when we moved to Corinda, I didn't even know where Corinda was. I'd never heard of it before. I'd never been here. And we moved, it's our 11th year, I think, we've been here. And to come to a place that I didn't even know existed, didn't know the name, didn't know anybody that lived here, to now having, we put down roots, uh, we're going to, well, this is where we'll stay for the rest of our life because I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Oh, that's great. You're meant to be there. Yeah, you're meant to be there. Mm. The community's only just better for it. Look, I was going to ask you some questions about fabric stashes, but honestly, I think you brought more information to our listeners. Ah. Anne would know what my favourite fabric is, wouldn't you, Anne? Checks, checks, checks and lemons. <laughs> is that gingham, right? Gingham, 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 gingham. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. And that lovely off that cold shoulder is just, it was yeah. made for you. I'm, I'm actually just a bit partial. I've just got something in the works now. I um, I love a good bishop sleeve with a drop shoulder. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I've got a few of those in the pipelines. I'm getting the sleeves mm. have not gone out of fashion. Once they took off, everyone no. wanted more. No, I love a good billow sleeve with a drop shoulder. And, it's yeah. very dramatic. But it's like anything. I think with our age, we know what works for us in style and what suits us and what we love. And I love nothing. I'm a blouse and jeans girl. So yep. I'm, I, I wear dresses when I go out if it's something special. But generally, I'm just a pants and shirt girl and find things that I like that suit me, that make me feel good. And if I can't find them, I make them. And That's generally, it. I make them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We know you're flat out and you've got to get dinner ready, rustle it up for all the, the troops, <laughs> um, how many that would be. Can't wait to see what you're having for dinner tonight. I'll be checking out your Instagram. I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> well, there's always, um, you're, on your website, you put the recipes as well. So I used to be doing all these screenshots and I couldn't find them. And then I realised, oh. oh, if I just go to your webpage, it's all there and you've got yeah. all the info. I just wish I had more time to do that. See, our internet here is so bad that if I try to load stuff up to my blog page, it can take up to three or four hours. Oh. It just keeps going round and round and round because we're only 3G out here and we don't have unlimited access. Like, we don't get unlimited um, internet access with our provider. So we only have about 50 gigs, I think, a month. And once oh. you go through that, that's it. So you can imagine if I want to post all these different things, mm. I've used my internet up in about two weeks. So <laughs> then you've got <laughs> your 3G Telstra, which is like a hamster on a wheel running around trying to... <laughs> oh, well, you for... did well. Yeah, thanks for using your internet mm. for today's recording. Yeah. No, that's fine. Maz continues to bring us the fun that living in rural Australia brings her and her family. This episode of So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris and Anne Wally, with permission from Marion of Mads Lifestyle. Sound by bensound.com. So Organised Style, spelt with an S, not a Z, is available on our website, soorganisedstylepodcast.com, with all the links for this podcast. You'll also find our podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Castbox and Libsyn. If you've been enjoying our podcast, go to our Patreon account to give us a small tip in the jar 
to keep our podcast going financially. As you know, every little bit counts. Subscribe to our podcast to catch each new episode and tell your friends about us. In March, we have three podcasts ready to go. Next up is our chat with Tree of Stitchless TV. You'll find her on YouTube. Thanks again for joining us.